So this is not your fault. None of this is your fault, but you can choose how you respond to it. And and that's, you know, knowing that you have choice is a powerful thing. This podcast does not constitute medical advice. All changes surrounding medications, diet and exercise should be made in consultation with a professional who can assess your unique health circumstances. Welcome to the Rheumatoid Solutions Podcast with Clint Patterson, helping you to live an easier, healthier, and happier life. Today, we're going to talk about achieving more optimism, more positivity, and more happiness, even in the face of challenges, in the face of persistent pain, and in an apparent state of hopelessness. We're going to dive straight into the sort of problems that I have faced in the past with my inflammatory arthritis and the problems of my guest, who is Anaya, who's back on this podcast episode. And the reason we're getting together and sharing this information today is because we both frequently see that mental health challenges and all of the problems that we face on that level seem to be at least as difficult as those that come with the physical challenges with inflammatory arthritis. Anaya, one of our coaches, often gets the comment that she must be lucky because she's naturally happy, naturally positive, and so forth. And yet, she brought to my attention that it hasn't always been that way, and it's been more of a learned habit that she has established for herself. And we've exchanged ideas around this and thought, why don't we discuss this on a podcast? Because this is so important. And so, Anaya, welcome back. It's so wonderful to see your happy, smiling face. <laughs> Thanks, Clint. It's really great to be here. And I'm I'm really stoked that we're having this conversation because I think it's really, really important and just really to demystify a few things that, you know, we're not superhumans. We're just people doing the very best that we can every single day, every single moment. And sometimes we we mess up, but we, you know, pull ourselves up by our bootstraps or put our um, big girl pants on or big boy pants, as the case may be, and, and you know, do our best. Always. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, we are absolutely not superhuman. And, this is this struggle is real and the impact of the pain the impact of the frustration and the direct communication between the gut microbiome dysbiosis mm -hmm. and the brain and mm -hmm. also the impact of inflammation on the brain mm -hmm. all have a scientifically supported negative impact on our health on our mental health. And additional, and in addition to that, if we're fatigued all the time because of the disease, fatigue I can certainly attest to making me irritable. <laughs> and on top of that, if uh, according to the to the science, if we're on steroids, which about 25% of the RA population are, mm. this increases yeah. the responsiveness to interpersonal stresses. So it makes you more emotionally engaged and mm. uh, and upregulates those negative senses. So we've got challenges from so many directions with rheumatoid. So yeah. does that resonate with your experience of the past also? Oh, yeah, there's so much in what you just said, actually. I'm just going to pick out a few things that I can remember. Um, I was on Voltaren for six months, and I turned into an emotional, reactive mess. You know, I was crying every single day. Um, and I mean, it was at the peak of my pain as well. And it turned me into a different person. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. And then when I went off them, I was like, you know, I mean, I was about to leave relationships and I was doing some crazy stuff. And um, as soon as I went off them a few days later, I was like, oh, my goodness. I mean, I knew it wasn't really me, but I didn't understand that it was like, oh, it's just horrific. And I went off it and I was a few days later, I was fine and I felt like myself again, which is such a wonderful feeling when you haven't felt like that for so long. And I said to my doctor, you know, <laughs> I realized it was the, she's like, she's like, 
oh, yeah, I've heard that before. And I said, well, that would have been really good information for me to know beforehand. So, yeah, it's so important to know that, you know, these these medications that you're taking and some of them are ultimately for the greater good and will help your your, your microbiome, you know, reestablish itself and, and, and do all good things like methotrexate. But uh, they mess with your brain. And some of them don't help and don't support your long-term health. And we know that steroids don't and all of those mm-hmm. things. And it's important to know that, you know, people who are depressed or anxious or experiencing that, that's not who they are, but a lot of that is to do with their, their microbiome being messed up. That's clinically proven people with depression and anxiety. Their microbiome looks different to healthy, happy people. So this is not your fault. None of this is your fault, but you can choose how you respond to it. And and that's, you know, knowing that you have choice is a powerful thing. And so every, you know, every moment for me, it was, it was, it was really, um, it was really chronic health struggles. And you know that I had chronic fatigue, ME, before RA, and I recovered fully from that. But it was really in that struggle that I decided that there was a lot of stuff I couldn't control that was happening in my life. And I didn't know why. I really felt strongly that I was going to heal and recover. But there were things that I could control. And one of those was the perspective that I had on the world, whether I put on rose-colored glasses or, you know, big, ugly horror shows. Um, (laughs) I could choose, you know, what I paid attention to. And what you pay attention to is is what your life consists of and it's what you remember about life, you know. And I'm not denying that there's, there's things going on and there's certainly stuff going on for me still, but I can choose how I view it and I can choose whether I attend to that and I can choose whether I think about that thing a hundred times a day or whether I think about, you know, the the beautiful flowers that I just bought from down the road. Mm. So, and it, it's just a habit. It's just a habit. It's, it's a choice that becomes a habit and then that becomes your default way of looking at the world. And so for me, that was just such a powerful thing to really realise. Mm. So I'm going to play devil's advocate here and I because <laughs> I I had the most debilitating whole body rheumatoid arthritis misery of hell where mm-hmm. I was head to toe chest jaw feet ankles left elbow both my left knee uh, wrist all lot of my finger I mean. And then waking up each morning expecting that I was going to get better and then continually worsening, even on maximum dose methotrexate. And so let's, when I go back into that state, if I'd have heard what you just said now at that time, (laughs) I'd be like, I want to hurt her. (laughs) I'm like, I'm so miserable (laughs) and I can't even. I don't want to do anything today because the methotrexate makes me so tired. I want to nap during the day. I just go and each my 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 weekly ritual is to get in my car and scream so loud until my voice is husky after that because I'm so miserable. I'm so angry. I'm so frustrated. So with that in mind, does your statement still hold up? And well, what else can I've, we I've do? I've been there as well. You know, when you're in so much pain, you wake up and you're like, oh, God, I'm awake. And you just know that as soon as you try to move, you hope that a world of pain is not going to be unleashed upon you. But for a long while, it did. And then, you know, I'd take a minute to sit up and then I'd literally have to sit on the side of the bed for about 10 or 15 minutes before I could muster, you know, the, or the, just the, ability to move really and then you know which is hard when you really want to go to the toilet but you can't move (laughs) you don't know how it's going to end um and get up and go to the toilet but you know that I think and like I've certainly been in that state and man it was really 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 hard and um certainly the number of wellness practices that I could do was dramatically reduced but I I I made myself I still I did my gratitude I did my gratitude list I 
looked around mindfulness. I looked at beautiful things and I just tried to be really present with that beautiful flower, that bee going past. You know, the fact that my little finger felt really, really freaking awesome. And I mean, sometimes it was really hard to find good things, but you can still find them. Like the sheets are clean. Um, This food is delicious. My little finger feels great. You know, that bee is beautiful. The sky is blue. And I I mean, I had to dig really, really deep to, to find those things. And I think holding on to that, for me, it was you know, a thing I said a lot to myself was nothing's permanent, you know, everything Mm. changes, everything changes, things are changing all the time. And as they start to change in a good direction, you get that little bit more room in your life and you can choose what you fill that with, right? So I wasn't going to fill that with more pain. I wasn't going to fill it with anxiety or anger or and I did my fair share of shouting in the car as well. I mean, man, did I, I actually found it better. I waited till it was a really windy day and I went somewhere I could shout into the wind. Uh-huh. And I found that I could shout a lot longer and I didn't get the sore throat afterwards. Mm. So that's a tip. Mm, <laughs> the, old wind, the old wind shout. Yeah, there's an yeah, option. Yeah, it's so good. And it just feels so free, so wonderful. And, and so just taking pleasure in things like that, you know, taking pleasure in shouting mm. and expressing it anger and you're upset and how you're feeling and and uh, you know they, things like that can feel really wonderful too and empowering yeah and, I got that from my dad when I was a, a young teenager uh, not directly but he would always say of other people and of himself and of my mum when they would express their anger as he refers to it and he read the he read a book about it and then it became like his his philosophy on this topic forever which was that you've got to get the energy of negativity out. You've got yeah. to let it go because if it stays in you, it manifests, it develops, yeah. it goes round and round and round. And yeah. it's not going to almost, you know, I guess it's not going to escape unless you 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 push it out of the body and say, bah, yeah. get that out of me, out of the body. Yeah. Let me and talk about that. And there's a practice yep. around that, actually, where you, okay. you, like, you just actually, yeah, you do connect with that angle, that energy that you're feeling, and then you just express it verbally, whatever way that you like. So the frequency that comes out in your voice is, is basically correlated to the frequency of that emotion. So there's, there's good, yeah, it, it, it's valid. It really works, really effective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't feel as satisfying if you were to feel deep, deep frustration, anger, and say, "Get out of my body." It just oh no, no, quite... I mean Tony, not not in words. Oh you know, right, just as a noise. Oh right, right. Yeah, as a, as okay. a noise, as a frequency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> right. out. Thank right. you. I'll tell yeah. you something, and and as as we as I was taken back, and you were talking about all that that hard stuff, and I was mentioning my hard stuff, and I hope this is helping people. I know we're sort of weaving. I think we're weaving some suggestions into this, and not just sort of reflecting on the tough times, but we want to make this educational, not just some kind of whinge. But when I was in the those those sort of like absolutely the worst days. The sort of the, the one thing in my mind that kept me getting up and trying to walk and thinking I'm going to do it again and again and again every day were the following. It's that I was absolutely certain that there was a way to improve. Okay. Yeah. So that was crucially yeah. number one. And number two, that it appeared to me just as though it were some kind of extremely difficult Rubik's Cube puzzle. And the thought that I had was a, was sort of around the way, sort of around the, the, the style of I'll try something else today. And that was my, that was the sort of a mental state that I had. Well, that didn't work because here I am just as I was yesterday. I'll try that instead today, or I need to emphasize the thing I did yesterday less and emphasize something more. And so whilst never really saying to myself, this is like a Rubik's cube, no, it was that (laughs) there's something that I'm not yet doing. There's something I'm not doing enough, or there's something I am doing that's causing this to be worse. And therefore, it is a 
investigative journey that I must stay on because remember that I know there's a way out of this maze and yeah. I just got to keep looking. So that yeah, was, yeah, it's just, yeah. yeah, same here. Yeah. You just know there's something, you just got to find it. There's always Absolutely. something there's that you can always yeah. something. Yeah. And, yeah. And just, yeah, finding it, you know, the, the best solutions are the ones that work for you. You know, they're not, um, if something doesn't work for you, or you don't enjoy something, don't do it. Look somewhere else, you know, don't, don't do someone else's prescribed, you know, this is how I got where to A, B, A, B, C, D, F, G, you know, if that doesn't work for you, don't, you know, find a variation that works for you. If it's not fun and it's, you're like, oh, I've got to do this today. Forget it. Find something else to do, something that you enjoy, that brings you joy, you know. Um, and the best things are things that you do. Exactly. So a good example for me in my life was swimming has always been a good exercise for me, mm. but I just don't like it. I really don't like it. And I know a lot of people love it, and I encourage you and applaud you. It's a wonderful format for inflammation reduction. I've just never enjoyed it. I just don't yeah. feel comfortable. I feel stressed in the water as I'm losing my breath after about yeah. eight laps. And so, however, I love going to the gym. And so, like you said, modify it. If you don't like doing squats, do lunges, but do something. But but that's what you're saying applies to all of us. But you've got to you've got to have adequate level of enjoyment, or at least a neutral attitude, mm. or there's too much friction to make it a habit and it's mm. and and then you are all about habits aren't you it's, mm. it's established the habit yeah yeah so the way i view it is there are health habits things that support your healing and wellness and then there are illness habits things that keep you stuck and chances are people aren't aware or haven't necessarily even thought about it or brought awareness to things that are health habits. So I actually just wrote a list. I started writing a list because I do this every so often just to check in with myself and to, you know, keep making progress. So for me, the last couple of weeks, I've found myself, um, I just haven't been nourishing myself enough. I haven't been giving myself enough downtime. I've been just giving a lot away and so I'm like okay I really need to get a grip on this because this is part of my personality you know this is part of who I am I have this tendency to to just give a lot of my time and energy away and I have to monitor that and this is part of who I am and this is probably not going to go away I'm probably going to be like this when I'm 90 or whatever you know so I have to attend to that that, that part of me and look after that part of me so you know a list of things that I do that are health habits like I eat really well I exercise really well I spend time outside meditate I chill time I laugh at myself and I have a laughter wellness practice I try to make really conscious choices I try to respond rather than the act and um, I don't listen to all the crap that goes on in my head you know most of your thoughts are utter rubbish you know yeah. like what kind of I mean I, I, there was a quote it's, in, it's somebody insanity is when you listen to everything that goes on in your head and thinks it's think it's true you know I I I tr be, be kind to myself I I don't judge myself I um if I don't do something well I just go oh okay whatever and I move on you know I don't berate myself or put myself down uh, I try to be my own best friend um, so I've got, you know, like, I, and, you know, I look for support. Um, I go walking with my dog every morning. Um, part that's for her, but it also gets me moving for the day. And then I sort of do my mindfulness practice, noticing three things I see, two things I hear, one thing I feel as I go around so that I'm also getting something from it. So those are them. That's just a few things that I, you know, that I do. And there are a lot more. And, the way that I would start with this is I would just start, you know, think about all the health habits that you've got and list them and then think about, okay, what's another one that I can add? And so for me, sometimes when I, when I, I mean, I take laughter wellness, but when I'm doing someone else's, when I'm a participant, I sit on my bike and I laugh while I'm on my bike. So I'm spinning. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, multitasking and it doesn't take anything away from what I'm doing and it kind of means I get two 
do, do two good things at once. Oh, so yeah. it's sort of I tie, you know, if I'm trying to introduce a new habit, I sometimes I'll tie it into another habit. And when I go for a walk with my dog, we pretty much go the same way every morning. I I do squats at a certain place. There's a hill that I walk up backwards. Um, you know, I, I just tie it all in there. So I'm I'm just sort of doing all these things. Um, it can feel overwhelming. And so this is a way to make it less overwhelming. You don't mm. want to start doing everything all at once. You start with a few, mm. you know, be, become aware of what you fundamentally do now and then think about a whole lot of things that you could add and then prioritize which one you want to add. Once you do it for a couple of weeks, it's a habit. It doesn't require a lot of thought or energy anymore. Then maybe you introduce another one. Maybe this one's not very useful. You get rid of that one and top and change it. Yeah. And then the other thing I look at is my illness habits. And sometimes these are harder to identify. So, you know, one of my illness habits is that I, I give away too much time. And, and energy and I'm also a very empathetic person so it's very easy for me to pick up a lot of other people's stuff and and that's just a tendency that I have that I have to manage and monitor and it's very obvious sometimes when I do it because I seriously start acting like a two-year-old having a tantrum and my husband's like go and have a shower, you know, or do something, shake it off. Like I play Taylor Swift, shake shake it off, or there's another song, shake your booty, shake your booty, you know, so I just sort of shake off that that energy. Sometimes I, um, I have something going on and then I'll want to call someone and talk to them about it, so, but it's, it doesn't help very well often that doesn't really work. I need to really check in with myself first and go, well, what do I need? And so, you know, I have illness habits too. Other ones that are a lot of people have and, you know, the people that I work with, I would say that almost exclusively everybody, all of these people have things. They judge themselves. Um, they're really hard on themselves. They set crazy expectations for themselves like expectations are the you know a great way to fail really because you're constantly berating yourself for not making progress I think aspirations are great um, and inspirations are great but expectations you're just sort of setting yourself up for judgment a lot of the time and um, like I said before listening to all your thoughts and acting as if they're real um catastrophizing you know you wake up in the morning and something's a little bit sore so what I do now is you know like my chest is a little bit sore at the moment but do you know I know that's because I've got more mobility and so some of that tissue that's formed as it's sort of stretching and releasing it's just hurting a tiny bit but it's actually a good thing because it means there's healing happening there so that's how I view it whereas someone that catastrophizes oh no I've got you know, RA or I've got some another symptom come up in my chest. What does this mean? What is it about? I must be getting worse. Loop, 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 loop a hundred million times a day, round and round and round and round and round until that becomes all you're thinking about and your reality. Mm. Um focusing on the negative, the wrong, the bad, uh exclusively, um, and worrying about the past, which you can't change in the future. Um, let me yeah. Let, let me jump in here because all of us are guilty of all of those things at different times. That negative list, yeah, yeah. And um, and I can feel myself thinking, yeah, I'm doing all that, and then starting to feel like maybe our audience might feel, oh yes, yes, and now we feel bad again. So let's jump back onto the things that mm. you, the, all the massive list of things that you do that are health promoting health habits and i'll add to them some of my uh, observations as well and my lessons over over life is is um uh, two people that i have paid some attention to over the years one anthony robbins another another coach brendan burchard now mm -hmm. both of them and i've paid a lot of attention to what they say to do when you feel a negative mental state and what they their advice is exactly what you do which is 
to change the physiology, 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 physiology. <laughs> easy for you to say. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Their first advice is get a dictionary. Uh, no, so so Anthony Robbins says immediately if you're feeling in a low state, get the chest up, take a deep breath, get a power stance. You know, basically get into a position of power, not into a position of weakness and. Uh, you know, he doesn't use this word, but almost like a pathetic physical state. Yeah. Regardless of where you're at with your own body and health, mm-hmm. with rheumatoid, you can still improve it and, and uplift your chest. Yeah. And right. That's number one. Then we need to move our body. And this is Brendan Burchard's number one tip. If he's in a funk, as he calls it, then yeah. go for a walk. That's the first thing you need to do mm-hmm. because otherwise it's almost like that energy, that negative energy is yeah. trapped in a in a singular position in the world let's distribute some energy out move ourselves particularly effectively into a nature environment a green park mm. and the pro, and and doing that will will sort of take their bite out of that mental yeah. state and that's actually can I just that is mm. actually that is actually what happens too because when people do get in the funk and their sympathetic nervous system becomes activated your sympathetic nervous system, your fight, blood or fright, right? So it can be calmed. One of the things that can calm it is taking action. And movement is literally taking action. I mean, another action might also be a a checklist of something. It might be, you know, it, it can look really, really different, but that will actually physiologically calm that response. And um, as with the the posture and the language, you know, you don't see a happy person look, you know, defeated and weak and mm. in, in a weakness posture. And yeah. I certainly, it, that was actually the key part in my healing from chronic fatigue. The last 5% came when I really paid attention to my posture and my language. So I didn't say, I've never said I have RA. I've never said that. I've said I'm diagnosed with it. Mm. And I talk about that. I talk about it like that. And, mm. you know, some might be like, well, you're in denial there. And it's like, well, I'm not in denial because I'm I'm taking a part of me feels like maybe I still am, but I take action to deal with what I'm faced with. Yeah. And that is what I'm faced with. But yeah, so language and posture is massive. Yeah, uh, the action theme is definitely one that's flowing through all what we're talking about. It's like mm. when I was getting up and thinking, you know, what haven't I discovered yet? Uh, what do I need to test today? That's that's taking an action. Mm. You being in, you know, when we've talked about now uh, uh, going for a walk when our mental health isn't right, um, it's exactly what I do. Like when I'm not feeling right and I feel like I can't concentrate, there's too much going on, the kids are running around. Yeah. Uh, what I do is I say, I'm going by myself. I'm yeah. walking through the park. It takes me about 10 minutes to walk barefoot on the grass from one end of the park to the other. And I, I don't want to take the kids. I don't want to walk yeah. with my wife. I just want to need to be by myself. And when I come back, I'm about 50% better. And that's enough yeah. to, to manage things. And then the action taking, like you, you just uh, uh, skipped over it a moment ago, and I love it. If you are in a stress state and you write down all the things that are bothering you on a piece of paper in a massive yeah. list, by the time you're done, you feel damn good. You're kind of, yeah, you're, you're in good shape. And when your brain gets into a real fritz and funk, if you can't sleep, you're feeling anxious and all the stuff's going around in your brain, get up and write it all down. It is such a powerful thing to do. And then you reread it. And honestly, you're like, oh, my God, I write that. Like, write down everything that's going through your brain. Oh, I hate myself. Oh, my life sucks. Oh, I'm never going to get better. Um, and, and when you write it down, you can see very, very clearly in a way that you can't when it's just running through your brain that it's just not true, Yeah, that it's just a massive catastrophe. And it's almost like when you read it after it's written down, you it, it's almost like you, you're imagining someone else say it and you're like, what? And you know that if someone else said that stuff to you, you'd be like, that's not true. Mm. You know, it, it's just not. And yeah. I only had to do that. I did that once in my life and that's all I've had to do that. And it basically it seriously parked a whole lot of my monkey brain. I've never had to do that again because reading, writing down honestly what was what I was what was going on in my brain and reading it was so powerful. 
but I didn't have to do it again. And it's almost the last thing we want to do. I can oh, totally yeah. appreciate this is because if someone, like I've been asked to do this in some seminars and things over the years, mm. and I've, I, I'm, I'm intellectually aware of it, but I actually haven't done that in a long time. Mm. And, I, and it's like meditation. It's kind of like you know it's great for you, mm. but for the most of us, yeah. um, until we're in the habit of doing it, and the pain of feeling like we're breaking a habit is greater than the pain of having to do something we're not familiar with. Yeah. It's hard to kind of do it. And, and the reason I, I like explaining this is your conscious brain is the one that's making the decision as to whether or not you're going to park it for 10 minutes. And it yeah. doesn't like that. So it's going to decide, yeah. no, nah, don't park me for 10 minutes, yeah. go and do anything else in the world. So anyway, yeah. so yes, it's like that. And making the checklist if someone, if it's a wonderful, quick way, alongside um, going for a walk to to get some quick relief mm. of of mental health problems and laughing, of course. You know, I mean, you like laughing, I like laughing. You know, I, I just I laugh at myself, like oh, or I laugh at my monkey brain. You know, so I'm not. It's like oh, you ridiculous thing! What a funny thing to think. You know, just just choosing to laugh or choosing your next step is so powerful because yeah these these subconscious things just they run us a lot and you know it's the more you become aware of these things that are running you in and forming your thoughts and behaviors the more power you have because you can then in a position to make a choice about how you respond and it's very very you know it's very challenging to heal and recover from things if you don't have any awareness so building awareness doing everything that you can to build awareness is for me a real foundation and a real fundamental thing um a priority to in order to heal now when you say awareness and just so we're on the same page here, are you essentially saying that um, if we're having an angry moment, frustration moment, mm. to be able to sort of observe that almost like a third party and say, oh, gee, I'm in a bad way at the moment. I know there are things that I can do right now mm. to 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 switch this up. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. So it could look like that. Yeah, it's like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm so I, I would say, oh, I'm experiencing anger. It's mm -hmm. interesting, you know. What's what's this really about? Maybe, yeah. or hopefully, when I read, you know, when I read through the list of healthy habits, people might have been, oh yes, I do that. That's awesome. That's awesome. When I read through some illness habits, people might be going, oh, I do that. So that's an awareness. So when mm -hmm. when it happens again, and we're human, and and it probably will, we're like, ah, oh, okay, this is just a bad habit. I can do it differently, and you might or you might not, but it becomes a choice. And yes. no judgment as to what you choose to do. Eventually, once you become aware of it, you will start making choices that are really promoting your health and well-being and, and ongoing happiness and wellness. Um, Let me tell you something really funny. state. <laughs> this is really funny. This is actually a new problem I've had in the last 12 months. I'm I I place so much attention onto the awareness of my family dynamic mm. that um I actually find the habitual behaviors of all of us, myself included, mm. quite funny. And I, I find <laughs> them funny, right? So, and this is awful to admit, but if myself or my wife are in a situation where we're running a previous exchange that we've had before and one of us is getting into a heated situation, yeah. the habitual nature of that exchange is humorous to me. Yeah. And so I can't help it but start smiling or start to yeah. giggle, right? And this infuriates her. Of course. <laughs> I know it's like when I my husband tells me to calm down. It's like you know it's not going to work if you tell me to calm down. And then he's like, "Don't calm down there. Get really angry." And I'm like, "No." I know, and so, it does. It does. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I totally relate to that. Yeah, the, these habits are really obvious when we when we come tuned into to the observation of them. 
and and now a change of direction because now it was kind of just freestyling on this and I'm really enjoying <laughs> just sharing these things. But mm. one thing that I love to ask myself whenever the things are gone sour mm. for my kids, the friends, for myself, whatever, is always what's great about this. Mm. It's my favourite phrase in the world. And <clears throat> it's so – I use it so much that it's now sub – so it's almost it it almost comes forward before I've even fully digested the problem that I'm facing. Yeah. So, like, if, let me think of an example, um, like a, a conflict of schedule that we have this weekend. I've got a stand up comedy job that's that's linked that's looming to be right over the top of a massive family event, and mm. suddenly there's a drama because now you're not going to be there. My parents are coming, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And and we say, okay, well, you know, what's great about this? And, yeah. you know, the the reasons are, are, are pretty boring compared to the rest of what we're talking about. But, you know, <laughs> it, it's that I need I need the stage time. I need to build material because I've got another job the next week. It, it, it's a very high-paying role. Uh, all this positive. But I'm already thinking that and I'm already neutralizing the negative effect of the thing, even though it can take other family members a lot longer to get to that mm. point. And yeah. so um, I think what's great about this just helps us in every situation in the most effective way for me, and that's my number one tool for, for quickly moving on when things appear bad, including rheumatoid-related stuff over the years. Mm. Do you use this strategy? Yeah. You know, it's funny. When you are saying that, I actually just became aware of something and that was, I've learnt to to do this, right? And I learnt one of the one of the places that I learnt to look at the positive or ask the question, what did I learn from this or what did I enjoy, was actually teaching, because you know I've been a teacher for many years at different levels, and so obviously when we we finish a task or something, we're like, well, what did you learn? You know, the questions just come out. But oh, yeah. that's what I was taught yep. to do as a teacher. What did you learn? What did mm -hmm. you enjoy about it? What would you change? What would you do differently? So I wasn't really aware where that particular thing came from, but I think that's that's one of the places that it comes from. And also, you know, I to I have always been a very curious person. Absolutely. So I'm always asking questions about how did that happen? Why did that happen? Or what if, what if, well, you know, what if I tried this? Or what if this happened? Or, you know, what if, you know, the aliens came down and what, you know, all, all those kinds of things. So, yeah, I, I, um, I learnt, I learnt to, to be like that. I learnt to look at the good things. I learnt to, focus on the positive things I've also learnt to manage to to deal with trauma I've learnt to express trauma I've learnt to express myself I've learnt to who I can go to for support um and know that they will support me and I've forgotten the question that you asked completely oh. now and I've just got something else on my brain well, rather than me think, oh, no, she's forgotten the question, my thought is what's great about this, right? <laughs> what's great about this is that uh, it reflects, like, you know, again, that uh, we're in a live situation, this is fun, we're freestyling, we're not going off the script here, and that these little fun things happen and we can laugh about it. Yeah. And as we laugh about this little moment... We feel better. You can't be stressed and laughing <laughs> at the same time, and the whole thing's better than what it was than before you forgot the question. So. <laughs> exactly. And then I've forgotten the tangent that I was going off on too because I thought it was quite a good one too. Um, so we got a laugh out of it. So it's yeah. worked out wonderful. So, yes, the what's great about this, and people could say, well, what if my knee's now terrible? La, 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 la. What's great about this? You can even apply it, and it's not as obvious. It's far more subtle, but it might be, okay, what's great about this? What's great about this is we need to take more action. We can therefore book a rheumatology appointment sooner, and when we ring, our voice is going to be more stern. It's going to be more uh, imperative over the phone, and we're probably going to get the appointment sooner than what we would have had otherwise. It probably means that what we did yesterday is the wrong thing, so we stop that, and we're going to get closer to turning over the right stone to find the answer. It probably means that, uh, you know, we can investigate different things that we were looking at yesterday. And 
I know, I know this feels like it's clutching at straws. However, the alternative, which is just yeah. to say I'm stuffed. <laughs> the alternative is, is not better. It's not good. So use what does work, even if it's only uh, it's only a little bit effective compared to the monster at hand. But you and need to do something. And it takes you to the next step, right? And yes. And then there might, something might uncover itself. Because we can't know how things are going to turn out. We just can't. And, uh, yeah, you you take that next step and then that next step might lead somewhere unexpected and wonderful and incredible. You might discover something new. But if you stay still and do nothing differently, you're going to get the same things happen. And, you know, over 90% of our behaviours are habitual. And that's a lot. That's a lot of our life we have the power to change. You know, that's a lot of subconscious stuff going on an incredible amount of something so you know and and the thing that you might do so even do something differently it could be you know pick up your glass with your left hand and drink from your non-dominant hand it might be brush your teeth with a different hand it might be you know walking backwards it might be skipping I don't know any tiny little thing that you can do differently helps to change your brain and it helps to it changes your perspective because you're literally living in a different way you know like when I pick up this glass with my left hand I'm like oh yeah that feels a little weird and take Mm. a drink it's like I hope I'm actually gonna you know get it in my mouth without hitting my teeth and it feels different and different um I guess this is probably a learned thing too or a belief that different is good (laughs) so that's Mm. a belief that I've adopted different is good and that I recognize that that could be a massive leap for a lot of people that different is good that feeling different can be a good thing and a positive Mm. thing and it reflects change and it reflects progress and that's that's how I've decided to view things and I know that that's really challenging and I know that you know, when it, it comes to a journey like this, it changes everything. It just does. And that can be really, really hard to accept. And for a lot of people, we get stuck on the how it changes things for better, for worse, for, mm, you know, mm, makes mm. things not possible. But mm. there is there's polarities in life. There's co- always contrast. There's always two sides to the story. On the flip side of that is, it'll make some things possible and you might not know what they are yet, but you don't need to necessarily know, but you need to know and trust that they are there. And so it it takes courage to move into that space of hope. Well, it's like this. It really does when you've been feeling hopeless. What's how you and I know each other is because through both having the same condition, we have connected through our online support platform We've communicated, we've gotten to know each other, we've built a friendship together. You've now, mm. you know, uh, doing a part of our coaching work. I, I mean, these are good things that have come about from one damn heck of a miserable disease, right? So, damn heck of a miserable right. time, all right? So, so uh, and that's just one micro example of yeah. each of our lives that have been enriched uh, through the, the, the otherwise you know, dark side of this equation. Yeah. And and so you're right. And we need to look at the balance of it all. Yes, mm. it all seems measurable. But if we had to, if yeah. we were forced to, what great has come about this situation? If we were to list 10 of them on a page, yeah. you'd probably say, you know what? Those things are pretty important to me right now, those friendships I've made or yeah. the, the the knowledge I have about how to eat that's now changed the life of my husband who now, you know, has gotten off his heart, uh, blood pressure medications or mm. whatever it might be, right? Yeah. If you found, if you had to, you could write yeah. 10 good things about this, what this disease has, has caused. Yeah. Well done. Uh, what, Actually, that reminded uh, me, you know, something like else with, Mandela, mm-hmm. prison for 30 years or it was. Pretty yep. grim place. Yep. Did he pack up and decide to, you know, that was it? I mean, no. He 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 found his he I mean, he was always a freedom fighter, right? But he found his freedom in prison because yes. he realized that his freedom couldn't be taken away from him. Yes. And that it, it 
you know, it, it starts in the mind. And your mind can literally travel anywhere, no matter where you mm. are or what circumstance or position you're in. Mm. And, you know, you, it, it all starts in the mind. It can all start in the mind. And then, I mean, mm. whoever imagined that he was going to get out of prison and, and become um, the leader of, of the country and change things and change the world in so many lives in, in the way that he did. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I have read his biography, but I don't. It, you know, he probably wouldn't have imagined the the massive ripples or tidal waves, really, that he was going to have on the entire world. Yeah. It's incredible, absolutely incredible. And yeah. you know, he was a human being, and mm-hmm. you're a human being, and I'm a human mm-hmm. being. Who's mm-hmm. not to say that you know you can't make these ripples and that that just is important? That's a beautiful place for us to start to close this out because when I've read biographies or listened to interviews with you know really really successful people in areas that I pay attention to, uh, I like sport. I like listening to what people say who are successful mm. uh, at a national level uh, with a sport. And they just and they say, I'm just like anyone else. I just applied like endless amounts of time and energy mm. and effort. I Practice. just put yeah. it in. And we come right back to habit. Their habit yeah. was their training. Their habit was their probably their nutrition, fueling yeah. their energy requirements, their yeah. their their discipline, all the things that we have found to be super helpful with rheumatoid. Yeah. In recovering from this and getting to a place that's at least less 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 painful, which yeah. is discipline, habits, taking massive action, finding an attitude that says, you know, what's great about this situation and therefore I can see it's balanced, I'm not going to linger there, and never giving up. It's these, mm-hmm. these consistent things. And so everyone's human. Nelson Mandela example is sensational. These are these are people who've given the same amount of time as you and I have, mm. and the same limbs, right? The same the, the same you know uh, chemical makeup, mm. and uh, as Dr. Nisha Manik, uh, you know the rheumatologist who comes in our live calls always says, you know, you can manifest your future. Mm. It is about your intention. And so circling back to how you said what you focus on, you know, are you looking at the bee that's buzzing around that's beautiful? Mm. Or are we still caught only on the pain? Well, what we focus on pulls more into our life. And we, uh, we, Mm. you know, with intention of improvement and intention of, you know, Having a better life, it, it helps to manifest that. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. And, you know, and if you're on the Patterson program, there's a lot of good health habits that you have. And not only that, if you rheumatoid support, you're getting support that you want and need. And one of the things, and I know this is probably opening up another can, but one of the things that is very common, and certainly I've had to really look at it for myself, is deciding what support you want. What does it look like? What does it sound like? So do you want physical support? You know, do you want someone to come and mow your lawn? Do you want emotional support? Do you want phone calls? Do you want people to send you funny jokes and messengers? Do you want someone that you can talk to and share what's going on with you? Do you want spiritual support and guidance? Um, Do you want company? Do you want someone to come walking with you to support you to get back into exercise? Um, you know, what does it look like? Does it look like someone just coming and having a cup of tea with you once a week? Does it look like a weekly phone call? Is it random? Because a lot of us, we want support and we don't get it and we're not very specific with it in terms of what it looks like. People need you to ask them. If you want asking them for support, tell them exactly what you want and need from them. And they will respond because most people don't know what you want when you say, I want some support. It's just like a blank. It's like their brain will just go blank. 
what do, mm. what do you want? What, you know, they, they sort of get into a fluster. They don't know what to say. They don't know what to do. Some people will. They're re- your really good friends who know you really, really well. Or if you're someone that's got very clear on what kind of support you want, then they'll be able to give it to you. But for the most part, for most of us, we're not very specific and clear. So if you get really clear and specific about it, chances are you will get that support. Mm. But when you just ask for support, carte blanche, it's um, it's like going to the restaurant and saying, I'd like some food. Mm. You know, and somebody gives you a plate and you're like, well, I don't want that. And they're like, well, you asked for it. I'm like, well, I don't want it. And then they're like, well, you know, they're like, oh, well, I gave it to you. I gave you what you asked. I gave you what you wanted. And then they'll be like, well, well don't ask me again then. I mean, I gave you what you asked, what you wanted. But, yes, that's a great point. Yeah, it's a great point. Um, inside our support platform, we'll get some people who just want to be cheered along. Yeah, and yeah. we get some people who say, "I'm on day six. Exactly, what should I eat today?" Yes. So you know, uh, and uh, and it's all it's all completely understandable. And uh, and asking, uh, yeah, what you said is is lovely. We need to know where we need help. Mm. Um, okay, so I want to wrap this up now and say thank you. Uh, you have you do your thirty minute discovery calls to to folks who want to work with you. Mm-hmm. Um, they can grab a link to that underneath the show notes of this episode. Head over to rheumatoidsolutions dot com. <clears throat> excuse me, and click on the the uh, the podcast uh, tab at the top. You'll find this episode, and also we're going to put it under the YouTube video. Uh, so go through, and if you'd like to to talk to Anaya, just to find out what services she offers across the spectrum of sort of uh, chronic fatigue, uh, mental health coaching, and of course working with people who are following the Patterson program, then head over to one of those places to click on the link and book a three free thirty minute call to find out if if you might like to work with Anaya. So thank you very much for coming on this episode. I hope everyone has enjoyed it. Have you had fun? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I like this um, freestyle conversation. It's um, it's really, really great. Yeah, it suits both of us, I think. Yes, and we appreciate everyone's time. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, know yeah. that the, the future is bright. The yeah. past does not equal present. And today you can take massive action to... Uh, to just improve your life just that little bit more. And with the cumulative effects of taking action and knowing that there's another stone unturned and it will you will get to that next. Small um, things, big effect. It's all gonna it's all gonna play out just fine. Thank you, Anaya. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to Rheumatoid Solutions. If you'd like to get more help to live an easier, healthier, and happier life, visit rheumatoidsolutions.com.